It's a beautiful area. Red Valley, that is. At night, you can see the wisps of fog as they condensate from the leaves of the pines that flow over the mountains in the warm white moonlight. The beautiful Red Lake is not red, but instead a beautiful pristine blue. Gigantic boulders line the shorelines, not leaving much sediment to be kicked up when the wind knocks a wave against it. But Red Valley isn't known for its beauty. Red Valley is known for its activities. For its paranormal activities. And today on Video Game Mythos, we're going to unlock some of these spirits and explore the family that created them. Happy Halloween. I invoke the boneless boneless one, the one of voids, the destroyer of ships, and he who is feared by the winds Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Great Minister Falkalor, I wish to make a pact with you to confound my enemies and protect my possessions. Use the doors of confusion to cloud their judgment. Seal the path with their falsity and guile, and permit only those who can discern every true interior Algon Tetragram, Vachon Stimulation, Zephyrus Tetragrammation, Oluron, Astion, Existion, Ariana, Oriana, Horasium, Mozam, Mozasis, Centurio, Emmanuel, Sabala Thadadabe, Teodoro, it. magician once lived inside an old house. He made potions that let him see the future. People from the village came to the magician's house and demanded he share the potions with them. We want to see the future future too, they told him. But the magician said no. The people from the village grew angry and burned the magician's house. But the magician knew this would happen. He had already cast a spell on his potion room. The house burned, but the room did not. The people from the valley waited, but the magician never came out. Years had passed, and those that lived in the village 
avoided the magician's home. They believed it was cursed, that it somehow still had his spirit, because nobody can survive a house fire, right? Not even a crazy magician. As time passed, and weather weared down on the exterior of the home, it began to become an eyesore for Red Valley. The Carter family estate was quite big. The family owned the property after inheriting it from the city. The youngest of the Carter family, named Ethan, liked to adventure outside. He would often camp in the woods above his house. And just down the hill from his camp was the magician's home. And of course, as any curiously-minded boy would, Ethan decided one day to explore this house. But when Ethan opened the door, his life changed forever. It was the middle of the afternoon when he stepped through the door. But it was like every window was sealed. It was boarded up. But the boards weren't solid. It seemed like darkness was bleeding through the seams. As he began to explore the first hallway, he walks up to a first door on the left. As he peers into the doorway, the room in the doorway appears to shift. It moves in a way that he's never seen before. He walks up to the door and as he steps through it, the light from the room empties. It becomes dark and then suddenly bright and it flashes and the room that he stepped into was not the room that he saw. He was back at the front entrance. He sees in front of him the door on the left, the door that he just entered. It's like he teleported back through the other doorway. Confused and now a little concerned with what he's gotten himself into, his heart rate rises. He begins to hear reminiscent whispers, something vague in a room nearby that he can't quite make out. Ethan looks down at his hands and notices that there's some sort of dirty sweat on them. He brushes it off with his other hand and realizes that it's moist to the touch. It had been a cool afternoon, so he wipes it up with his sweatshirt. He walks back down the hallway and looks into the door on the left and once again, hears the whisper. He looks into the doorway and notices that it looks like an old kitchen. The walls are all black from burn marks from the burning of the house years past. He walks up to the door and with his hand waves into the doorway. When his hand comes out of the doorway, it's wet again with that dirty sweat. He wipes it off of a sweater again and with his now dry hand, he wipes his forehead and notices that it is dry. 
the doorway caused the sweat. Ethan begins to add these things together and takes mental note of what's happening in front of him. Now, with a little bit of reassurance that he's discovered something, he feels a little bit better about his resolve. He steps through the door once again, and everything turns black. And then suddenly, as if the world around him changed, it got bright, and he was at the entrance again. The world around him seemed to stop. And as things stopped, he began to hear his heartbeat again. And he began to hear those whispers, just a little louder this time. He thought, he thought it said, please, someone help me. His heartbeat grows louder, thumps more and more, and he's not sure if it's his heart straining or if he's just paying more attention. Ethan is frozen standing in a hallway of a house he never should have been in, with no way out. He turns around. The door behind him is closed. He wants to leave, so he grabs the handle of the door, and it doesn't budge. Ethan now realizes the seriousness of the situation. He turns back and faces the hallway, when the only door on his left is the only one that he's tried. He walks down the hallway, and as he does, the floors creak under him. At least he hopes it's the floor, because he feels like the weight of his bones could be causing that creak. As he moves down the hallway, the wall on the left reveals a staircase. He approaches the banister and puts his hand up on it for support. He looks to the right and notices another doorway with the same weird shift to the room on the other side of it. He steps toward the door and takes his hand and places it inside of the doorway like before. Except this time, he doesn't get that dirty sweat. He takes a deep breath and decides to walk through the doorway. And with one quick step, he made it. He didn't teleport this time back to the entrance. Not paying much attention to the room that he was walking into at the fear of everything getting bright and teleporting, Ethan now looks around and notices that he's in a dining room. The table is loitered with crumbles of the burning wood that had rested on it from the fallen floor above it. He notices another doorway to his right that seems to be a lot larger in size. Ethan begins to walk between the dining room table and the large door. As he looks into the large door, he notices it's the same kitchen, but a different perspective from the first door that he looked into. But the first door made everything change the bright light that teleported him back to the entrance. This made more sense to him that the kitchen would be actually in front of him considering he was currently standing in the dining room. It wouldn't make sense for the kitchen to be on the other side of the main hallway of the house. It just 
seemed natural for the kitchen to be right beside the dining room. He walks up to the large doorway and once again waves his hand into the doorway and notices there is no mist. This time, with confidence, Ethan steps forward into the doorway and enters the kitchen. The kitchen is very large for such an old house, with an island in the middle and a clear, what used to be a refrigerator, on the left side with the scorched yet still prominent marble countertops as they slouch around the burnt framework that holds them up. The edges of this kitchen are so shaken at their foundations that life, plants, and vines have grown up through the seams and are loitered along the framework of this wood. Ethan notices a knife on the kitchen counter. He walks to approach and to grasp this knife as if a tool to defend himself. He still notices that he is trembling. Ethan stops to notice that the heartbeat is the only sound that he can hear. He hasn't heard the whisper in a while, and maybe he's gotten further from the source. It's odd to him that when he teleported, when he stepped through the wrong door, that the voice got louder. Maybe too many mistakes can result in ending up somewhere that he doesn't want to be. Somewhat mystified by the situation that he's in, and now knowing that he can't get out, can't find help, but also is progressing, seems to be discovering things about the world that possibly no one has ever discovered. He remembers that this house used to belong to the magician, and he remembers the story his mother told him about how the magician's house was burnt down. He now realizes that none of this house is real. This is all part of his imagination. This house has been burnt for centuries. It's not even... This is not even a real house. But what even is real? Ethan tries to gather his thoughts, tries to compose himself at least a little bit to realize that he is on video game mythos. Thank you for listening to this episode of Video Game Mythos. My name is Ryan. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to cover, send me an email, ryan at 13palmtrees.com. I would like to wish you a happy Halloween, and as always, thank you for listening to Video Game Mythos.